Hello and welcome to the PC Gamer podcast. I'm your editor, Ross Atherton, and joining me today in the PC Gamer studio are... Uh, Tim, deputy editor. Hello, Tim. Hello. And uh, well, go on, what? Was, it, was that it? Were you finished? Yeah, that was it. Okay, yeah. fine. I thought you were going to give yourself a Tom Francis-style uh, subtitle. Then. No, I was just deliberately trying to uh, mess up the introduction because you never managed to get through one, ever. Well, that's not my fault. No. No. And also... Graham Smith, uh, Master of Stealth. Well, uh, I've, I've usurped Tom this you week. You have. You have usurped Tom because Tom's not here. We've just sent him to America um, for, uh, for Gamecock, uh, I think. <laughs> I just love saying Gamecock. I didn't, I didn't need to say that. They're wacky. Gone. They are. And finally... John Walker, freelancer of the streets. <laughs> he looks like he's just coming off the streets, actually. When did you last shave, John? Dare you? It's a beard. It is a beard, actually, isn't it? It's, not, it's on purpose. Okay, can fine. I just... Um, can you hear that? Ooh, yeah, that's nice. <laughs> Didn't we actually already cover that in a previous episode, what John's beard sounds like? Or what, what Craig's beard sounds like or something like that? Yeah, we've that. cracked my neck before. Yeah, oh, we didn't remember that. that. Again. No, we're not doing that again. Have you got any other interesting bodily noises you can make? From my knee will probably clip, but it Can't might not just do it. Now. Oh, oh, that was awful. No, no click. It'll do it later, don't worry. Okay, okay good. Build up to it. Yeah. Well, that's a cracking start to, uh, to the new podcast. <laughs> that's what you did there. It's all really uh, exciting. Um, so, what should we do first, Tim? The charts. As ever, the charts. And um, where are we going to start this time? Uh, let's start with number 10. Okay, the PC game charts. Yes. Starting at number 10. The Sims 2 Bon Voyage. <laughs> <laughs> are we saving the joke for, for another Sims game yeah. that's in the top 10? Okay, shall we move on then? Uh, World of Warcraft Battle Chest. Have we made all the Battle Chest jokes now? Um, we haven't made a Battle Chest joke. Chess as in... Battle Chess. Do you remember Battle Chess? No. Do you don't oh. remember Battle Is Chess? Is that a bit like the chess they play on, on the Millennium Falcon? Kind of, yeah, but like the bishop would actually bash. and oh, right. um, so you bash the bishop? Yeah, and saying. the castle would kind of turn into a giant rock monster and move and stuff. It's brilliant. If only there was a masturbation reference for castle. That would have been a great running joke. <laughs> that would. It yeah. Would. It's true. Okay. Uh, Unreal so, Tournament 3, I'd like to eight. storm my castle. Oh, no, Sorry, carry on. Uh, so Unreal Tournament 3, that is still selling a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. I, wonder if they're, I wonder if they're pleased with the sales of Unreal Tournament 3. Cause, uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. I don't, it strikes me as the kind of game that everyone's just going to go, oh, great, another UT. I'll go back to playing Team Fortress, thanks. Yes. Yeah. Well, maybe not. It's still in the charts. I'll draw your bridge. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> What's number seven, Tim? Crisis. Crisis, eh? Hmm. Well, we're going to come on to games that are slightly disappointing later, so we're... <laughs> Gasp. I know. No, save, I, save ourselves the disappointment later. I got to the bit where you're floating around in the aliens and just thought, bloody hell. I didn't buy it. I didn't, well, I didn't buy it. <laughs> I didn't want to be floating around shooting at aliens that look rather silly and I don't know which way is up. I came here to run around in the jungles and shoot men. It's a shame because just before that bit, an entire mountain falls over. And that's brilliant. That's where I've did got I, Did to. I miss that bit? Yeah, you probably wouldn't look up. There <laughs> <laughs> should be something on the screen saying, look up, there's an awesome bit we spend ages doing. I think the big giant mountain falling over is <laughs> slight visual but, cue. Look, mountain! I didn't see it. I was shooting men. <laughs> the floaty bit is still good in Crisis. It's only after the floaty bit that it starts to properly go downhill. Oh, God, I'm definitely not playing anymore. It's quite good apart from that, though. Um, <laughs> I'm going to drain my moat. <laughs> Will you two just behave yourselves? Uh, lost at number six. Lost, oh, which is absolutely terrible. So what, what are they calling it there? Lost the video game. Lost the video game, and its actual title is Lost Via Domus. In America. 
it's called the video game in the UK because um, we we understand that their pig Latin is rubbish. Oh, <laughs> well, we've put um, we've put Viadomus in the mag. Oops. Yeah. Not that it's important because we've given it about three percent or something. <laughs> no, it's a bit more than that, but it's not much more than that. Thirty. Thirty. Thank you very much. It's got three in it. Spoilers. Uh, well no this podcast isn't coming out until we go on sale for for a specific reason which we'll come to later very exciting yes uh good okay what's at number five you may notice there's a sims trend going on sims castaway stories actually i've been playing this for a unit it's fucking brilliant and you should all be ashamed for even daring to sigh at the thought of another sims expansion pack is it a bit like lost it's a much better lost game than lost the video game um i hadn't really thought about this before but how does it work? Uh, your bloke or woman lands on a desert island and has gone completely insane. And so the first hour, two hours of it are spent um, trying to do desert island stuff like fishing, like building a shelter, and that kind of thing. But it's done with a kind of Sims um, trademark wackiness. It doesn't sound very Simsy. I mean, it's it's not Simsy at all. It it's just like, it's an adventure game. When you say they've gone mad, have they really gone mad? Or was that just a bit of colourful description? The, no, the, the, the guy actually become mentally disabled. Ross. The, it's really tragic. This awesome. this is the thing. It is actually about that. Like the guy is going insane and starts doing castaway things like talking to idols and stabbing himself repeatedly in the foot with a pole when he's fishing. Does he really? <laughs> yeah, gen- genuinely, it's wow, it's really well written and quite funny. And if you if you if you take it as oh this is kind of a fun little Sims game it's all right if you take it as a portrait of one man's madness after an enormous tragedy where hundreds of people die it's brilliant. Ever since you met Rod Humble, you've 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 changed. I love him. <laughs> Rod, Rod Humble being Mr. Sims, by the way, and we're going to talk about him later yeah. again. Um, but it is it is actually much better than you'd expect, okay. and it's only like a tenner in some online stores. So if you do fancy it, it's worth um, checking out. There was a bit when we were watching you playing it where you could. Like little speech bubbles were appearing in the top right. Yeah. Can you actually understand what the Sims are saying throughout the whole game there's, now? Or? There's actual dialogue in it as well, so they're not just talking. Simlish. Yeah. It sounds yeah. a bit like Lost in Blue on the DS. It is a bit like Lost in Blue. And you and you make friends with an orangutan, which uh, you know, that we don't do enough of that in gaming. No, we don't. I, I think there aren't enough orangutans generally in gaming. No. Mm. Number four, Call of Duty Four. No orangutans in there no. whatsoever. No, no desert islands. No. No. Lots of shooting men in the face, though, which, oh, is, like, yeah. which is always popular. And uh, I must—I still haven't gone back to uh, to to finish Call of Duty Four. You've been saying that for about six months now. I know, but I'm busy. <laughs> I completed it last week. Do you like it? Yeah, it's okay. I give it eighty-five percent, which is what we gave it. <laughs> <laughs> How convenient! <laughs> What's the name of the British kind of bingo or something? Snock, sock, soap, 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 it. McTavish. Oh, for goodness' sake! Soap McTavish. Soap McTavish. <laughs> Did you feel stereotyped, Graham? <laughs> I don't even think he was Scottish. It's not even Scottish. McTavish, a good Ross, English name. I wasn't oh, yeah. talking like Ross wasn't talking about the stereotype of a Scottish person. Oh, yeah, just does like, just does like a SES. Yeah, exactly. yeah. you're constantly stereotyped, aren't you? That's true. I'm constantly Come on, Graham, just show us your stabbing people. Yeah. <laughs> How many men have you killed, Graham? Uh, I don't keep count. <laughs> that would be crude. <laughs> Ungentlemanly. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Never stop until three. Front lines, fuel of war. Yeah, let's hold our uh, our verdict on that since Kieran's reviewing it as we speak. Because yeah. now we normally we try and review games early, of course. But in the case of front lines, we played a lot of preview code and just realised this is not going to work until we get on a full server, a full live server with lots of other real people. So we did not review it early. Um, 
I like to avoid it, uh, us getting it wrong. Sorry, I like this Tim's pledge in the, the reviews intro. He's very issue. bold, isn't he? I like that. This, yeah. Yes, this is how we should be reviewing multiplayer yeah. games. Yes, yes, I think yes. so. I mean, th- there are certain circumstances where there is a beta um, up and running where it's, it, it is the finished game. Mm. They're just stress testing servers, uh, but it's open to, essentially open to the public where we can review from. And in those circumstances, we will say that that's what we're doing. But... A lot of the time, it's just now John's cracking his fingers. Oh, I'm sorry, I wasn't even thinking. <laughs> uh, uh, well, John, train of thought lines? derailed. I've got. Do you want to know? What I've got. I've got hypermobility oh, syndrome. Oh yes. Oh, as soon as you put so, a name to it. See, I went to the doctor about my joints clicking, and he said, "Hang on a second. He's like bending my fingers back because they bend ah, backwards. Ah, God. And, and oh, he was like getting my legs and pulling off around my head and stuff. And he went. Wow, this is amazing! What kind of doctor is he? Got this? really excited. He's like a GP, but he'd, he'd never seen a real life case of it, and he was really excited. Well, I bet it was a nice change from little old ladies with coughs. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> had, I, had I finished? No, not no. at all. Uh, Basically, we will tell you if um, what we're reviewing is what state the code is on an MMO. Exactly. It's important. Yes, it is um, because. Well, we'll see with front lines. You can I, wait for our review on that one. I remember reviewing Rhizom for another magazine. What, Rhizom? Rhizom. Sa- you mean Saga of Rhizom? Saga of Rhizom. Uh, and I was reviewing it before it was really open to the main public. It was just open to beta testers. And there was just absolutely no one there. And I was yeah. really worried. And then the game came out and no one played it. So it was really realistic. <laughs> <laughs> the flip side of that is that I reviewed the original World of Warcraft on uh, you know about six weeks before it came out. And the game was finished. It was exactly the same when it was launched. The server was pretty much, well, it wasn't full, but it was full enough to get a really good feel for how the game was going to be. And, and, I, and I really got the right, the right sort of understanding of the game. So mm. in the right circumstances, it is doable. But, you know, it's all about making the judgment call when the, uh, when the time comes. Anyway, let's move on. What's at number two? Two. two. Football Manager 2008. Yeah. What's at number one? Your <laughs> 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 way of moving us swiftly on, uh, The Sims 2 free time. Got a question? <laughs> Go on. What, what do you do in your free time? <laughs> uh, it's not a very good joke, is it? Drink myself into oblivion to avoid the horrors of everyday life. No, uh, play computer games, obviously, to avoid the horrors of everyday life. Graham? <laughs> Some boy. <laughs> I've been uh, recently splitting my time between gigs and the Bath Literature Festival. Oh, you get lost. So <laughs> I am both hip with the kids and an intellectual. I'd also like to point out that he's spending an enormous amount of his time watching 1980s children's cartoons. Ah, that's true. Busted by your housemate. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, I've been watching... Which, which ones in particular, Graham? Ulysses is what we've been watching oh, over the past week. Can you week. do us the theme tune? <laughs> I can, but I'm not going to. Oh, so <laughs> I can't. Okay, you, if you don't, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you the lyrics. I'm not going to sing it. No, we don't. Okay, what about if you do what? it as if you were reading it at the Bath Poetry Festival? Yeah. The Bath Literature Festival. Bath Literature Festival. Yeah. Okay. I'm okay. sure poetry it goes, Ulysses, Ulysses, soaring through all the galaxies. <laughs> Good rhyme. Searching for Earth and uh, flying through the night. <laughs> and then I can't remember what happens after this that. This is a different one to the one with the Cities of Gold, isn't it? Yeah, it's a different show. But it's but they fair, had a, it's had a similar yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's probably made by like the same company or something. That's good news. Uh, yeah, I, um, I'm thinking of getting into mountain biking to really? answer your question. Yeah. Well, yeah. but only the downhill kind. I'm going to go to ski resorts in the summer, take the lifts up the mountains, yeah, yeah, yeah. then come down. None of this cycling uphill. No. You don't even have to move your legs if you're doing that. Yeah. Yeah. John? John? I, I just 
What do I do with my, my free time? Uh, I know what you do in your I free know. time now. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you take girls out for coffee. <laughs> <sighs> yes, it's the romance of the century. <laughs> John's been out with a girl. Yeah, well, good luck with that. And Tim, what do you do in your free time? Uh, I'm going to start gardening. But you've had a garden for about a year? Yeah, but it's mostly rocks. Right. I'm going to so actually grow some things around the rocks. What are you going to grow? Um, I've got some peas. Okay, do you know what you, I want to grow some tomatoes. If you want as well. to consider yourself properly middle class, do you know you have to cook? Uh, cook? Grow? Uh, grow. Chilies. I already grow some chilies. Oh man, you're way ahead of me on the yeah. middle class steaks. Well My done. chili plant died though. Really good chilies though. Really, yeah. really good chilies. Right. Before it died, obviously. Before it died. Yeah. Well, I have to try again. Otherwise, you lose your middle class status. That's true. It's a you're bit listening like a to the BBC Gardens Question <laughs> Time podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I right. find a nice mulching house. Uh, I've got the Ulysses theme tune stuck in my head now. Me too. Should we talk about The Sims 3? But what's The Sims 3, Tim? Because we've never heard of that game before. <laughs> it's exciting, isn't it? Yeah. Wow, what a segue. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty good. Okay, so the new issue of our beautiful magazine, PC Gamer, uh, is on sale on March the 13th, which is Thursday. Um, so, yes, you may have noticed if you've already seen it, it's got The Sims 3 on it. And it's very exciting because we've got the, the big old exclusive on that. Um, and it's a lovely package with varnish and kind of embossing. We've never done embossing before on PC Gamer, by the way. Really? And we've done embossing this time, yeah. I thought we did it on the um, Oblivion. Uh, no, that was foil block. Right, okay. Yeah. What's the difference between foil block and embossing? Foil block is shiny and right. only comes in about four colours. Can I just say goodbye to the last listener? <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Bye. I don't know. I don't <laughs> we were so excited about The Sims 3, we were talking about embossing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, go into the shop, touch it with your fingers... And, and then you won't be able to resist buying it. You grope it, you've bought it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, once you've got your fingerprints on it. Um, so there it is, Sims 3. Tim went over to um, see the Sims people yes. over in, uh, what was it, LA, San Francisco? Uh, San Francisco. Um, EA Redwood Shores. EA Redwood Shores. Which is A, not on the shore, B, completely absent of Redwoods. They cut down all the Redwoods to build the big building. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so yeah, tell us about um, your little adventure. GTA The Sims. So exciting. That's quite a big kind of statement to make well it is and it is can you run over hookers and steal their money if you think gta is just about running over hookers and stealing that their money, is all, it, all okay. it's about it's um not that, like that okay so but it's, it's a it's a kind of open, it's a kind of open world sims game in which you can take a little character and do do all the things you like doing in the sims like making them piss themselves but it takes, i did notice a as, as Tim's uh, feature came in, uh, emailed in from the States after he'd seen the game, there were a lot of references to pissing. Yeah. I think you've got a bit of an obsession. Uh, maybe. It's true. There's a lot of references to sex in it as well, which is just brilliant. It's this kind of really liberating thing about writing, because in PC game we tend to write about explosions and car tra- crashes and things like that. Yeah. In this he's talking about just sex. Lots and lots of sex. It's like, brilliant! And they let children play this. Yeah. yeah. I've never been so disgusted. Get Keith Baz on the phone. Yeah. And this sick filth. I'm really proud of the line, sex are, sex are good, by the way. Yeah, I probably shouldn't have left that in, should I? Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, you were saying. Yeah, so it's a GTA, um, well, it's an open world Sims game. And um, so while you're doing things, one of the, the problems with Sims 2 is that while you're doing things in your little world, the rest of the world just pauses because every, every little section of the world is divided into lots and these lots have like a house in it or a little kind of neighbourhood area or a shop or a thing like this. Um, but in The Sims 3, it's all open, like just open world. So you can stop what you're doing at any point and say, hang on, I've had enough 
um, going to the toilet here. What I want to do is run away to the other side of the map and, and do go to, to the toilet. Then. Go to the toilet on the beach. Great. Um, okay, so I'm not really selling it. <laughs> let's, let's say I'm, let's say I'm, I'm, I'm a fairly you know um, ordinary hardcore gamer. I like my shooters and strategy yeah. games and so on. And the Sims never really appealed to me. And the Sims people are kind of saying, you know, we're going for a more hardcore gamer here. There's more features yeah. and, and kind of just more to do. What, what specifically are they doing to get more traditional PC gamers interested in The Sims 3? Well, they're not changing what The Sims is, which is a RPG about just human life, but they're making it more gamey. So, you know, things that we know and understand um, from the rest of the kind of gaming world, like quests, mm. like um, levelling up skills and, and um, characters and things like that, um, careers. Can you give us an example of, of one of these quests? Um, I'm doing so, the inverted comma thing, quests. So, um, say one of the characters that we were kind of playing with was a guy called Matt, and he really wanted to sleep with his girlfriend because he, he thinks his girlfriend is hot. Mm. And his girlfriend really likes food, and she really likes tasty Italian spaghetti food. And so one of the things you can do to try and um, have sex with a lady and impress her is um, just make some spaghetti. Or you, you could just go to, you could go to the grocery store and buy some kind of microwave spaghetti, stick it in the microwave, and you're done. And she'll be quite impressed with that because, you know, you're providing food and you're a man. Um, but one of the what you could also do is you could um, spend a lot of time in a kind of recipe and do some, like, spectacular spaghetti. Or you could go one stage further and grow your own tomatoes in your back garden, harvest them, then turn them into spaghetti. Not spaghetti, spaghetti sauce. Can I just rewind um, you about yeah. three minutes yeah. and point out that you said something about growing tomatoes in your garden? Yes. In the real world? Yeah. How is, how is your girlfriend these days? She Sexed up. Oh, man. <laughs> You're not going to let her listen to this, are you? Nope. <laughs> Tim's gone red. It's great. We should get photographs for our podcast. He's got um, bright red. Yeah. A, I, don't know, <laughs> no, like I honestly didn't think about that. No. Yeah. Well, I think you did. Just not conscious. No. <laughs> we should have a sort of podcast prod ed. <laughs> Somebody yeah. comes in Catches and edits out all our stupid comments. Yeah. Well, we can do that, but to be honest, you know, life's a bit short to listen to through 45 minutes and take out anything that's legally objectionable. Yeah. No one sued us yet, which I'm quite surprised about. Um, um, but it's good news, obviously. EA murdered my parents. Peter <laughs> <laughs> Moore, you at my hamster. <laughs> yeah, we did. He did can, we, can we stop this nonsense? I want to talk about The Sims. Oh, I'm not interested God. in The Sims until they release the add-on pack Sims 3, losing your keys, then finding them again. That's <laughs> <laughs> when I'm going to buy it. Um, you can have really fat people in it. Um, yes, and they kind of morph, don't they? So yeah, they yeah, get so fatter and thinner over time, which is cool. Right. Which is very exciting. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's got cars in it. You can drive a car, like proper GTA style. I, I can't help but feeling people who are not already slightly interested in The Sims are still not going to be that interested in it. Because all this stuff sounds awesome to a Sims player, but I think it's just like, right, so I grow some tomatoes and then I make some sauce and then I feed my girlfriend and then she might it, have well, sex I want to make the point in a blurred out I think scene. a lot of our readers really like Dwarf Fortress. Okay. And a lot of Dwarf Fortress is very mundane, but it's about dwarfs and um, castles and fortresses. Yes. Um, one of the biggest influences, I think, on The Sims 3, and speaking to Rod Humble, he actually mentioned it, is Dwarf Fortress is an influence on Sims 3 because of the kind of crazy interactions that you can have and the stories that it produces. Mm. Um, but it's about the real world rather than orcs and dwarfs, dwarfs and castles. And it's instead of, instead of being about this kind of fancy thing. It's just kind of quite grounded. 
I think the best way to think about The Sims is the kind of the, the, the nonsense that um, Dwarf Fortress produces is what they're trying to aim for in The Sims 3. Something that I think uh, people will get a lot from uh, the article is Rod Humble's really interesting. He's a nice guy. He's a um, guy. And I think people still primarily associate Will Wright with The Sims. Yeah. He made the first one. Uh, Rod Humble was the boss on the second one and all the expansions since, and Sims 3 as well. Yeah. Um, and he is you know, just one of these names that not a lot of people know, but he's kind of one of the major figures in the industry now, given how many people buy these games. EA are about to announce the 100 millionth Sims sale like, uh, of a Sims game or, or expansion. Yeah. Have, which you is seen the, have you seen the video games that Rod Humble makes? The Sims ones? No. no on his makes, website, he makes, he makes really art surreal art projects. Yeah. Fascinating. He's, um, he's quite an interesting guy. Also, from Birmingham. Yes. I had this vision <laughs> of, of two, two Brummies meeting up in, uh, in San Francisco, you and him, just sitting there going, all right. <laughs> Duck! <laughs> No, Duck's Nottinghamshire. Duck's Stoke on Trent. Yeah, that's true. It's close. Yeah. Good. Okay. Uh, so that's all in the new issue, which is out on Thursday the 13th. Please buy it. Yes. And uh, we get to please, eat. Please keep us in food. Yes. I need a new pair of trainers as well. Yeah. Another new pair. Yeah. Well, those are a bit crap, actually. Yeah. They look like slippers. I have to get a picture of them on the blog. Golfing shoes. <laughs> I can't see them. Show me your sh- Oh, my goodness. They yeah. golfing shoes. They're very fashionable, probably. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, good. Okay, so what else should we talk about? Uh, what? A, well, this segues into segues segues into. Uh, <gasps> You're Kieran. I know. Um, I wasn't necessarily looking forward to The Sims 2 when it came out. I really liked it. I wonder if there are any other games that you weren't looking forward to at all, mm. um, but it turned out they were very good or you really enjoyed. I think John should start because he looks so distraught at just desperately trying to think of someone. Think of one. I didn't think Half Life Two would be any good. <laughs> right, no, okay. I can't. Let me think I've, about I've got it. A, I've, got a, I've got a good one. Okay, so um, this is a long time ago, um, and I I joined PC Gamer almost ten years ago. Uh, Have so an age of your day. Nineteen ninety eight, and I haven't I haven't changed a bit, and um, and at the time that was that was just before uh, a number of. RPGs came out which have been absolutely defining ever since. There were no RPGs in the mid-90s, pretty much. I mean, there was just not a lot going on. Um, every, everyone was getting very excited about 3D graphics, Tomb Raider and Quake and everything. Along comes a game called... Um, well, actually, Fallout came along just before, but didn't make any ripples at all. I think just a very small kind of uh, audience went, wow, it was brilliant, but didn't make a big splash. Baldur's Gate comes in, you know, very old-school fantasy RPG... And no one in the office was interested. And I thought, well, I'll have a go at that. I quite like you know, some of these old RPGs. And, um, but you know, no one was ex- there, there was no level of expectation that this is going to be any good. I took it home, reviewed it, and I just thought it was just the best thing ever. But I didn't have the guts to give it 90%. I gave it 89 oh. And even then, you know, no one in the office was, was really kind of batting an eyelid. It actually took a couple of years after that point, once Baldur's Gate 2... Planescape and Fallout 2 had all come out that um, there was really any sort of understanding that that actually done a, done a hell of a lot and really moved things forward in the genre. Um, so I don't think anyone realised that they were going to be any good, but they all were. In the space of about two years, two, three years, you had like half a dozen great games. I haven't played Baldur's Gate or Baldur's Gate 2. Shall I play it? Um, it's, it's quite distracting to play now because it, it really hasn't aged well visually. But, you know, there still isn't 
you still don't see much dialogue of that quality in games. You know, I, and I played The Witcher, and I was a, there's a lot to like in The Witcher, but the dialogue for me made me physically sick. <laughs> um, because it, and if you just put compared like for like the the quality of dialogue and the voice acting too, uh, it's, it just doesn't bear comparison. I thought of an example. Um, I remember when Psychonauts was first appearing, and uh, a certain Mark Donald was in charge of PC Gamer, and he said, "Oh, they went. Oh, this is Tim Schafer from Adventure uh, Games. Give it to Walker." And uh, it was given to me for a page, I think. And I'm I not sure we even knew who Tim Schafer was. Yeah. We did. <laughs> oh, did we? Oh, of course we did. Yeah, fair enough. But uh, so I got this, and I was given it, and it was just like, "Yes, yeah, it was like." And I played it, and it was like, because I had no expectations at all, because I knew it was a platform game as well, so mm. I really didn't know what to think. And it was like, like a day next day on the phone going, uh, we need to give this more than a page. And so it got up to two pages, and I played it a bit more. Okay, we need to give it more, and up to three. And then eventually <laughs> went up to four pages. Um, and it was like just ever-expanding, extraordinary game that just came from nowhere. And no Psychonauts has for. been sitting on my desktop, the icon on my desktop for the last six months, and I keep meaning to play it. You really should. It is so it's so compelling, and the, mm. and everyone says everyone is r- rightly points out that the first brain you go into is a little bit disappointing. It feels very much like a generic platform game, but the minute you get past that yeah. point, it just comes alive. It's incredible. I mean, the thing about Psychonauts is that it will not date because mm-hmm. it's just got this kind of cartoon style about it. Mm-hmm. The same way that things like Jet Set Radio and then yeah, and World of Warcraft as well. well no one. Well, I didn't. I didn't expect to enjoy World of Warcraft either yeah. because I, I just decided those games weren't for me. And as soon as I played the beta, I knew. It was, uh, yeah. You just knew that that was it. Yeah. That was the end of gaming. I was in love, man. <laughs> you saw the next three years of your life laid out in front of you. <laughs> Pretty much. And then wept. And no, I was quite happy about the prospect, really. Spunked. Saw that. <laughs> yeah, we need that editor in here right now. My mothers might listen to this. Uh, my mother's. My mum. I had to explain to my mum what a podcast was on the way down here. And she went, Ugh, I don't care. <laughs> something quite strange happened on. I hope I haven't told this joke before on a previous podcast, by the way. But. Um, over Christmas, I was at home, and um, and you know how we use uh, comedy phrases like you know, the worldwide internet and uh, the interwebs and, yeah. and stuff like that. I think I used the phrase interwebs, and, um, and my mum picked it up <laughs> <laughs> and, and used it. Just just dropped into a conversation, and I kind of didn't have the heart to say that's kind of a joke name for it. <laughs> Sorry, mum. Graham, uh, I've been playing Asterix this past week. That's quite good. Surprisingly yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Good grief. Say why, because it is really exciting. Who, who made it? Who's the developer? Some French company I haven't heard of before, but it's published by Atari. What was the last decent French game? In Memoriam. <laughs> mm, that's quite a while back, too. Yeah. Is that the one that um, Quentin has a tattoo for? No, that's... that's Beyond Good and Evil. Beyond Good and Evil, is that French? Fahrenheit was more yeah. recently. Yeah, yeah, Fahrenheit. Okay, some good French games. Some beautiful French Excellent. games, yeah. We have successfully proved that France is good at games. <laughs> Pathologic is the one he's got a tattoo for. That was Russian, I think. But anyway. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, so it's just... it's a. It seems like it's just going to be a, a cheap excuse for some Olympic-themed mini-games because it's uh, Asterix goes to the Olympics. But I think, you know, the, those mini-games are there, but it's all tied into a, a platform game, and it's actually really self-aware and actually quite funny with it. So it's a game where... You know, in Asterix, pretty much every character, their name ends with IX. So it's Asterix and Obelix, and the druid is called Getafix. And then one of Getafix's friends is called Watch a DivX. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new one. I don't think that was in the original. No, I don't think that was in <laughs> the comics. It's, it's funny how, you know, when, when you first read the Asterix books when you were a kid, have we all read them? Mm-hmm. I, I did, yeah. yeah. Um, and you don't get 
get a fix. Because no. No. he provides the drugs. <laughs> <laughs> and no one gets versed in get tricks because apparently that's a French joke. Yeah. I, see, this is the thing. I, I, don't, I don't get it. I think <laughs> this is the thing, but totally relevant. But Asterix is really interesting. Is that they were written by a couple of French guys and all the jokes and all the puns were in French. So they weren't Belgian? Maybe. But they weren't in English. Oh, no, he, that was Tintin. Yeah. There ah, you go. So there were these, these French guys, and they, they wrote all these French jokes in French puns, and it was all based yeah. on French language. Yeah. And then we read them in English, and the English puns are brilliant, yeah. and it's really funny. Yeah. Who wrote? Who? Who is responsible? Because I feel like their name should be on the front of these books. They should do The Witcher. Yeah, they should. They should. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I think The Witcher might have done English first, actually. I'm not sure. But you heard about no. Witcher. Kieran played it in the original Polish. Really? I keep, keep bringing that up every podcast. Cause it just yeah. amuses me so much. Probably improve, probably improve the dialogue if you didn't know. But Polish. have you heard about the, the Witcher patch they're doing? The Witcher yeah, they're, they're, I met the... Um, reissuing it. Um, someone who works for um, CD Projekt at GDC, actually. And um, he said that PC Gamer UK's and Edge's reviews are basically what inspired them to go back and fix The Witcher. I'd like to have seen PC Formats review was involved. <laughs> I didn't well. that. I'd like to think they were going to do a patch anyway. I think they're doing, but they're doing more than a the patch. They're re-recording yeah, the they're entire re-recording dog. And they need to because it was absolutely bloody awful and that game deserved so much derision. I'm so yeah. angry with everyone pretending otherwise. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I gave a you know, Game of the Year. It was absolutely. Well, RPG of the Year. It's, just, about it's just the people sit there with their fingers in their ears and, and their eyes closed when they play video games. Decided it's, it's like I was expecting it to be. I pre-ordered it and therefore it's this good. Well, I, I think a lot of people just use dialogue as where do I go next, who do I kill next? And I had a thought about this the other day. I was reading someone on a forum ranting about, oh, who cares that the game's better? And I suddenly realised everyone who doesn't care can't spell. These oh. crazy gibberish posts and barely well, English. Well, of that, course they don't mind if a game is spelled wrong. I would like to point out that John's opinions of anyone who likes The Witcher can't spell. No, I did not say that. <laughs> I said anyone who likes The Witcher is an idiot and is ugly. <laughs> I think you did, but fair point. Um, anyway, The Witcher might turn into an awesome game. Mm, see, uh, could be bright. I love. I can't wait. I'm not sure about. I'm not sure if it's um, uh, if they should be allowed to do that. Well, no, <laughs> they shouldn't be allowed. No, no second chance. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. We just try that again. You know, I mean, look, you're in the final of the hundred meters in the Olympics, and you have a bit of a shit run. You're like, oh, sorry, I wasn't too good there. Can we can we try that again? Yeah, thanks. I might get the gold this time. You know, you don't you don't get a second chance in most walks of life. I think that, that means you do, and you weren't making sports games though. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Still going to have the hideous uh, collector fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo, a redhead! <laughs> yeah, that was that wasn't really very tasteful. <laughs> no, no, I, I didn't. I didn't appreciate that. Giant step forward, feminism and gaming. Yeah, super. Uh, good. Okay. <laughs> Speaking um, of GDC. <laughs> hey, Tim does it again. <laughs> Woohoo! GDC is. The Game Developer Conference. It was. Good. Where? San Francisco. When? Uh, a week and a half ago. Excellent. So it was in February. February, yes. <laughs> um, and what? Y- you went there to go and meet lots of people. Yes. And do stuff. I met some people and did some stuff. Okay. Well, I'm just putting it in context. Yes. Yeah. That sounds um, great. What next? <laughs> um, <laughs> A uh, couple of big stories that um, probably worth discussion. Excellent. Number one, the PC Gaming Alliance. <laughs> Every time you mention the PC Gaming Alliance, I see a man in a cape. Um, we need to kind of have some kind of fanfare for them. I'm not very good at doing. Can fanfare. I? I want to do an experiment. I'm going to 
I'm going to say something in the guise of Cliffy B. Okay. When I'm done saying it, I want you to just say the words PC Gaming Alliance, and I'm going to respond Okay, to ready? All PC games are doomed. PCs are rubbish. I'm never going to go near them again. PC Gaming Alliance. PCs are great. I can't wait to develop for them. <laughs> what the Yeah, there's a bit that? of a turn. Actually, it wasn't Cliffy B who's representing Epic at the... Mark Green. But yes, they talk. are supposed to be on the same page. I'm sure they've had a little chat about that. <laughs> anyway, so the Peace Gaming Alliance is... Um, is about 10 um, very big PC gaming uh, related companies, including Intel, NVIDIA, ATI, Microsoft, Razer, Dell, Acer, and some others. Yeah. All deciding Epic. that um, if they aren't act together and work together... They may be able to make more money from PC gaming. I'm sure that's the that's the uh, underlying um, spirit behind it. That's yes. the, they're, they're actually. I saying mean, they're, they're not. Awesome. The, the PC gaming alliance sounds like they're going to kind of ride in and save PC gaming. Oh, I think they're going to fly in with their. Caps well, yeah, they're going to fly in. Okay, yeah. but actually, you kind of have to kind of take a step back and say, well, they're not going to do this save PC gaming. But there's a bunch of things they can do to help help us out. And um, the first task they've given themselves, and um, it's an achievable task is to fix the um, crazy situation we have at the moment with how many PC, how many P, the numbers associated with PC gaming. So there's no real kind of tracking of online subscriptions right. or online players. Or a lot of online sales. Or a lot of online sales. No, no gives, one knows exactly how much money there is yeah. in the business because you know, there is no kind of central resource. No one's counting all the sales. Um, which um, immediately means that um, it becomes a really risky place to do business. And yeah. they think that if they could provide accurate numbers to the PC games industry, then you'll see better the kind of market opportunities. That's good for gamers, because if people can see where, yeah. where they can make money, they'll give us games. Um, the second thing they want to do is try and sort out system specs. <coughs> we'll move on. No chance, as no. we discovered in our feature last month. Yes. Um, um, just, too, just too complicated. There, there is... Mm. Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> or we'll end up with a discussion about hardware, which you always complain about. Um, but it, wouldn't it be good, though, if Dell, Microsoft, Intel, NVIDIA, and AMD could all come to a way of saying, this is a gaming PC? Uh, yes, except I don't, people would, I don't think people would accept that um, because there are too many other players in the hardware business. Um, I mean, if Microsoft can't do it in their OS, I don't see how a, a loose collection of of other people, who, a lot of whom are technically competing with each other, um, can actually you know, come to any sort of useful standard which benefits everybody. I, I, I mean, great if they manage some, some kind of progress, but I can't see how they're going to do it. And they haven't actually said how they're going to attempt it. Haven't they been talking about this for years, though? Didn't Microsoft say you know, two or three years ago when they were starting the whole when, Games for Windows thing? I mean, this, this is the thing. is Microsoft tried to do it alone and just crashed and burned. It is better that someone tries as an industry rather than as a single company. Mm. And I think to, to kind of write them off immediately because Microsoft failed is to kind of miss the point of what they're trying to do because they're trying to do it together rather than just sure. as, as one thing. So I, I hope they can sort it out. Who knows? Um, the third thing I want to do is uh, fix piracy. Did you say the third thing you want to do? They want to do. They want to do. Good. Uh, you're not going to solve piracy all by yourself. No. It is mostly you, though. It is mostly just stop it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It's me that did it. So, how it. are they going to stop piracy? Well, who knows? They put everything on Steam. Yeah. Yeah. Valve <laughs> 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 aren't part of the PC Gaming Alliance yet. I know. I know. And um, just mm, I expect there might be a few phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
the other thing that happened at GDC that's worth talking about is that the PC industry is really changing at the moment. Yes. And there's a couple of just amazing things to go and check out. So Battlefield Heroes is free-to-play Battlefield. Um, looks brilliant. Um, plays just like any other Battlefield with kind of extra, extra added powers that give it kind of a little bit more depth. Um, crazy explosions, lots of things. But it's free, and you play it by clicking a button on a website. There's no game to buy. There's no, um, no picking up discs or anything else or buying shit. Are you downloading a lot of game? You're downloading a lot of game, mm. although you'll never actually see the download of the game. You just press the button, it'll load. And then, bosh, you're in the game. Um, another company called, um, who, uh, company called Garage Games, who originally started making tribes, um, are releasing something called instantaction.com, um, which is a bunch of 3D games played through a browser as well. Brilliant. Really, really cool. Mm. Um, go and see that. And Lego Universe, which is going to be amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, just building stuff in Lego. Kind of, it's like an MMO, but anything you kind of make and build, you can also buy the Lego for as well. Which, as an enormous nerd, <laughs> that just makes me so happy. What makes me, what doesn't make me happy? What's that? Is the ways in which people are trying to cleverly and cunningly and secretively wheedle money out of gamers. Because I'm very comfortable with the idea of you put your money up front for the game. And you play the game forever for free, right? I'm comfortable with that idea. I'm also comfortable with the idea of a subscription because when I stop playing the game, I can stop paying the subscription. Something about the idea of micropayments, of advertising, uh, advertising supported revenue systems um, doesn't, you know, it makes me feel very uncomfortable. Okay. I, I feel like I am being monetized, and that is not a phrase I like. You are being monetized, Ross. Yes. But. If you are playing Battlefield Heroes, the, one of the things about the whole free-to-play mo movement that came out of GDC, which I thought was interesting, is 80% of people who play free-to-play games, and of which Battlefield Heroes is one of them, never pay anything. They just don't. Yeah, where's this model based? Where, where's this research based on? Um, well, all the um, apparently another crazy fact is 90% of games played in the US by anyone, by uh, sorry, by kids under the age of 18. 90% is in free-to-play MMOs in mm. uh, North America. Because they're free-to-play. Because they're free-to-play. Mm. Um, and 80% of them aren't buying anything. They're just having great fun on their own. And then they graduate to World of Warcraft. And, and then they, they graduate to World of Warcraft mm -hmm. and mainline it. Yeah. Tasty crack. Ooh. <laughs> we should cover all these games. We should, we should probably write about them at some point, shouldn't yeah. we? Yeah, they're a bit rubbish, though. That's the problem. They are a bit uh, rubbish. They're mostly they? Korean. Mm. And... Um, they're very, they're very simplistic, and they seem they gen they seem to have a broad appeal to the non-gamer. Can we throw out some more names? RuneScape, MapleStory, MapleStory. Maple oh, we we have reviewed these in the past, yeah. but um, the, everyone who's reviewed them has just sort of said, "Well, it's all right." And the fact that it's free is nice, but I'd rather go and play something else. Thanks. I don't think they're designed for gamers. I think they're designed for mm. non-gamers. Yeah. I think it's, it's interesting though that companies like EA have kind of spotted the free-to-play thing as a new business and I think it's just the start of a big change that's going to happen to PC gaming I'm, I'm going to reserve judgement on Battlefield Heroes because I want to see whether these little extra things that you buy which is part of their business yeah. model for this um, actually give you a material uh, opportunity in the game to be better at it because that is something that I'm very much allergic to you know, paying to be better at a game now they're saying that that will not happen 
Yeah, we'll see. We will see. I can't wait to Good. play it. Thank you. It's brilliant. Mm. Um, but Le- Lego Universe looks brilliant as well. Really exciting. I can't quite <laughs> get my head around that. It's it's a bit like World of Warcraft, in that it's an MMO. Can you kill dwarves <laughs> made of Lego? Yes. Oh, is it sweet. is it more like Second Life or no. is it like a communal building? Thing? It's it's not it's it's basically in the same way that Lego Star Wars is a Lego game. Yeah. It's like that, but with kind of MMO stuff. But there is also little bits of building things that you can do. Oh. But it's nothing to do with Traveller's Tales, right? No, no. So, GDC then, who yeah. was the most interesting person you met? Uh, Jim Walsingham. That's a good question. Jim was quite interesting. Did um, you, and, and did you gatecrash any parties pertaining to be Peter Molyneux this time? No, I was, <laughs> I was invited to so many parties that... Um, oh, there's so I many parties, to... darling. Yeah. I was invited to Val's party and I couldn't go. Oh. Uh, Kim please. Swift invited me herself. So careful, sad. your girlfriend will be jealous. I don't have a girlfriend, Ross. Okay. You have a you have a court a court. What, what would you call somebody who's you're just starting courting? A courtie? I'm stepping out. You're stepping out. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a cane? <laughs> and I top. I stand on the uh, curbside, so when the horse and cart comes past, okay. splashes me rather than her. Can you lend me your monocle later? Absolutely. <laughs> a fine gentleman you are, John. Dot. I doff my hat to you. Um, any any exciting stories? Did you get any gossip? Any? Uh, did you hug any uh, stars? I oh, I spilled a lot of beer over the world of goo people. Do you know the world of goo? That seems strangely <laughs> ironic. Yeah. Was it kind of gloopy? No. Oh. Kyle um, Gray. Yeah, Kyle. He's lovely. He's really nice. Even when you pour beer on him. Yeah. I was actually wasn't beer. It was vodka cranberry. But um, <laughs> it was some. Well, that's more gooey. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, who else did I um, spill beer over? Some, some You're just carrying beer around GDC going, whoops! Hello! <laughs> oh, by the way, while I've got you, you know, can you um, give me a good quote on this? I, Tell us about your new game. There was a lot of, lot of beer spilled. Do you know what the, the, the thing that excited me most about what you were talking about while you were over there, because we were in contact a lot, um, uh, is APB. Oh, that was brilliant! Now, we can't talk too much about APB because we're hopefully doing something on it very soon. <clears throat> but um, in, in, a, in a line, it's uh, GTA Cops and Robbers. GTA MMO. Yeah. GTA Online Cops uh, Where the Horde is um, the robbers and the Alliance is the uh, cops. Or is it the other way around? Well, who knows? Bit of politics there. Who, who is the evil one here? Yeah, the people the stealing or the people... Pu- or the people the businessman with mm-hmm. a suit and tie. <laughs> <laughs> so APB is going to be awesome, it's, but it's... It's, it's Dave it's Jones. It's Dave Jones. It is Dave Jones. He did Lemmings. It'll be, le- it'll the be like Lemmings. The funny thing about APB <laughs> is that APB has been, has been kind of whispered around for years always been in our to- uh, yeah. year previews and they finally showed a little snippet to you at GDC, didn't they? Yeah. Um, but they're going to be talking about, us, uh, about it to us soon and showing us the game and giving us a yeah. screenshots for you to see. It was absolutely amazing. Can you talk about the character just creating the engine? Or can I talk about it because I saw the videos? Yeah, sure. That's absolutely incredible. You can create near photorealistic images of people that the game you know. Nice. And then beat them up. <laughs> it's so exciting because this is crazy when you look at character creating engines. City of Heroes, yeah, City of Heroes came out in 2004. Mm-hmm. That's four years ago. No one's come close to being as good as that. In yeah. four years, people start, aren't managing as well as yeah. that game. Yeah. It's taken that long for someone to do better. My favourite thing about the APB presentation, actually, was um, uh, he kind of showed this video that some guys have been making. Because any, any time, you can basically just pick up a camera and go and film the streets. You're kind of wandering around as a kind of film crew. <laughs> um, and they showed this kind of video. Someone was mocking up. Um, a Final Fantasy fight scene. So you've kind of got two guys on the left and two guys on the right. 
and they kind of emoted at each other <laughs> and like so they're kind of like throwing down but to kind of do this they had to kind of block off some streets so because they don't want any kind of car chases or anything taking place they kind of blocked off the streets with cars and vans and stuff um, but someone broke through during the middle of the filming so if some guy emotes and another car just bombs straight through and just knocks the other two over it's absolutely <laughs> hilarious and all these kind of clips can just be kind of single button press exported to YouTube it's going to be massive excellent okay so one more thing I want to mention um, so hopefully you're listening to this around the 13th the Thursday the 13th of March um, at which time we'll be doing something um, very much fun and interesting you can read more about this on our blog, uh, pcgamer.co.uk. Uh, Graham is attempting to spend 48 hours awake playing games, uh, not sleeping. This is all part of a very exciting experiment, highly scientific. Are you yes. calling this the weekend? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is actually taking place on Thursday and Friday. Um, and we're, we're going to see what effect uh, uh, lack of sleep has on poor little Graham, who usually likes to spend about 14 hours a day asleep. Yeah, something like that. But, you know, I am being paid overtime for this, right? Uh, yeah, we'll work that out later. Um, so, so he's going to be awake, and you can uh, find updates from what's going on on the blog. And hopefully you're going to also be having a little chat with people at some point on Thursday and Friday on our uh, Steam channel. Yes, while bleeding out of my eyes. Yes, yes. I'm really looking forward to it. In fact... I'm really looking forward to sleeping really, really well. Yeah, it's going to be brilliant. Thursday night, Friday night. I might go to bed at about half past ten. Yeah, get a and then get up for about nine, nine hours. Yeah. I like about nine hours. Nine hours sleep. Um, and that's this, and then, this what, is then all in... what's going to happen on Friday night? They might go to sleep even earlier. Yeah, maybe have a drink and then go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, this is all in favour of, of a uh, all in in the, uh, the point of this is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> is we're doing a feature in a forthcoming issue, uh, and it's going to be very interesting and feature some hilarious photographs of Graham trying not to fall asleep in front of the camera. What I think is interesting is that uh, when we suggested we do a feature about the sleep, about sleep yeah. no one said, sleep? That's not about PC gaming. <laughs> and we just said, all right, okay. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll make them play PC games while not sleeping. Yeah. And also, what the other thing is interesting is that there wasn't much debate about who was going to do it. No, there wasn't. There was the, the, we just picked a person with the weirdest it was, it was sleep kind patterns. Of this, it's Graham. It was just this kind of moment where who's going to do this? And it, the room went silence and everyone just kind of turned to Graham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did volunteer as well. So, you know, Does I've Future been... have good health insurance? <laughs> yeah, we'll worry about that later. Uh, okay. like, that, that is quite interesting. He's, he's young and strong. He won't it, explode. We'll have a hell of a story if kind of what happens to <laughs> kind of... Guys in Korea and cafes die. and you die of deep yeah. vein thrombosis or something. Yeah, be a good That's day. a hell of a feature. Yeah, we're going to have to make sure you, you take some exercise. In fact, yeah, tell you, what, tell you what we'll do. I'll come around on Friday, we'll go for a quick jog. <laughs> yeah, this is Friday after I've been yeah, yeah. awake well, for... 24 hours awake. Yeah. 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 You need some exercise. You, you will need some exercise. Circulation, yeah. You're up for 36 hours every time you fly back from America, aren't you? Be easy. Yeah, it'd be easy. No falling asleep at all. No. We'll be watching. There'll be a webcam. We, um, we should, yeah, we need to sort out a webcam. Yeah. I think we should just publicly broadcast it. Yeah, definitely. Twenty-four hour webcam on Graham playing games. Forty-eight yeah. hours. We were, I just meant it would be on. For, yeah, all for no masturbating for two days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, none of that. Well, Does he get another like two hours? I've got to find something to do for. <laughs> <laughs> two hours. Oh my god. When when Channel Four did this, like we kept people awake. They were allowed to have like the twenty minutes a day or something like that to stop them from dying. And give <laughs> Graham a little. That'd be ridiculous. Yeah, it's only two days. It should be fine. Yeah. You'll be fine. Oh, what's the longest you've stayed awake for? I don't know, actually. Probably less than 48 hours, to be honest. Excellent, so we're pushing boundaries. Exactly. Yeah. It's important to do that. 
It's going to be fun. It's going to be bloody. And um, yeah. Apparently, I read somewhere that it, like literally doing something like this can take a year off your lifespan. <laughs> oh, same. <laughs> Send me a link to that article. Yeah, no, sure we should don't. quote it in the one that yeah. we're writing. Graham's life is so sedentary that he's going to live for a thousand years anyway. <laughs> he's like a More active than yours, John. That's a lie. Graham. Sat downstairs watching America's Next Top Model and stuff. <laughs> Who was sat next to me watching it? <laughs> You. Who downloaded the episodes legally? I, of, of, <laughs> legally of There's no look. If we're gonna go down <laughs> the fiery shame of watching this program, you watched it too. So, oh dear. Right. Have we? Um, have we had enough bitching and moaning at each other? No. No. Haven't mentioned Dexter once this entire podcast. Yeah, I was thinking it's we should talk about now. it. I can watch it. Uh, I was talking about my cat. Did oh, you, okay. They've just announced a game as well. Yeah, Mark, yes. Mark about Echo. my cat. Yes, yeah. Mark the game. Wow. Mark Echo is getting up. Yeah, under pressure. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're we're definitely running out of time here. So, um, is there any other business? We'll be much better next month. Yes, yes. We'll, uh, <laughs> well, I'll not be here then. Yeah, we'll, we'll think of something fun to say next month. Um, good. Okay. Well, uh, don't forget, the new issue is out. Uh, it's got the Sims three on it. You can't miss it. Go and have a feel. It's very exciting. Um, I'm very, just my, can, my embossing is just so good. When Sims 4 comes out, can we do a scratch and sniff cover? Yes. <laughs> yes, we can. Maybe, maybe sex, tomatoes. Sex smell. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> God. Oh, but, but, oh. Oh, well, at least this one's 18 rated. Um, good. Okay. Well, uh, gentlemen, thank you very much for joining me today in the PC Gaming Studio. And thank you all for listening. And we hope you'll join us again next time when we promise to be cleaner and funnier. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.